Hello and welcome to Was That in Good Taste, the show that's like a show, but it's also a little bit more like a show than a show would like to <laughs> show. How much show could a show like show if a show like could show show? Exact show. My name's Chandler Phillips. I'm Jay Sbiri. And like I said, this is Was That in Good Taste. <laughs> um, we're, in a, we're in a place right now. You want to give a little background, Chandler, on what's happening today? We uh, drank organic wine, or no, not organic, orange wine. Organic also, and vegan. Organic, vegan, and gluten-free. It was Gulp by Ablo Wineries. It's from Spain, and it's an orange wine, and it's very neat if you want to learn more. I don't understand anything about this stuff. Uh, dude, I was talking so robotically. What's wrong with you? I don't, I don't understand know, what's going on with you. So can I just say, I don't actually understand. So two what things. Is? One, uh, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all the things you need to do to love us, including going to youtube.com forward slash was that in good taste, I think. Well, fuck it. You'll, you'll figure it out. And um, and that stuff. Um, so like always, we do all the things. So this week... We're reviving, okay? Listen, it's been a week. We're chilling. We went. We saw a concert. We're going to talk. We're going to do all that shit. But like behind the bar. Organic our orange wine is. Yeah. The conversation will be organic as well. It's fucking, he's stretching, this guy. It's okay. it's a stretch, but it's a theme. So uh, one of the things is I went and I found this, uh, this orange wine. And, of course, like Chandler was going to say, uh, you know, <laughs> eh, behind the bar. It's in a few days. It's on Wednesday. Right? I can figure it out. Yeah, I can figure it out. Listen to it. We're going to go in depth. It's really fun. Uh, a lot of things happening, big things, fun things. You know, We talk about what orange wine is, but also I never, but what the, it isn't. That's why I didn't get into asking you. Is like, uh, So you were really the one who was big on the orange wine. What, what, what was up with that? I like red wine. And I like the flavor of white wine, but I don't know, or I don't like how it just kind of f- tastes, feels, eh. And yeah, so, white wine just is, it's kind of gross to me. It's like, uh, white wine is what you get when you make white wine. Rosé is what you get when you try to make white wine slightly redder. And orange wine is what you get when you try to make white wine like a red wine. It's also interesting because I think the skins of the green grapes are very different. They have a different flavor. A different yeast. That's true. Um, but now also we're drinking <laughs> we're drinking Blue Label because it was on uh, it was there. It was there and I, I wanted some. And I've been wanting some for a while. Didn't we just like have a whole thing on Blue Label? Doesn't matter. I want some. I want some. Uh no, so this is the thing that uh, you mentioned talking about originally, which is we went and we saw a concert. Yeah, we were going to do a little oh, recap thing fuck. of we... seeing the uh, Kendrick Lamar and the Baby Big oh, oh Big Steppers, Big oh. Stepper. Oh, oh, Mr. Morale thought... and the Big Steppers. Oh, I mean Kendrick Lamar. Oh, we were going to do a thing. I'm I was, sorry. Oh, uh, you was, were trying to do a thing. I was Kendrick really Lamar bad. and, and the, Mr. Morale, Mr. Morale and, and the, the Big, Big Steppers. Steppers. With Baby Keem. With featuring... Featuring Baby Keem. With, with featuring Keem. <laughs> um, the baby. And uh, so we did that. Um, One, so I got some opinions about the whole experience, right? So what happened was is that the tickets go on sale. You hit me up. You're like, hey, these tickets. I'm like, 
Get tickets. Get tickets. You hit me up. Pick you this. were like, yo. Oh, yeah, I did say that. You, you were the one who was like, yo. I was and like, I was like, I was like, yo, I'm, 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 like, I'm at work. No, I told oh. you before. Yeah, no, whatever. Whatever the fuck. And yeah. then today, I'm like, okay, I'm at work. Here's the thing. Whatever. Uh, I'll, I'll send you the money. Whatever. Uh, pick the seats. And you pick the worst seats. I picked some real chief seats. Holy shit. You said you were okay with nosebleeds. Oh, and no, I was no, no, like, no. I am unemployed right now. Uh, Literally, I am getting fucking nosebleeds. Holy shit. I've never been that so high up in a building. I had fucking vertigo. We could have touched the ceiling of the arena. It was kind of neat. Being, the, uh, being new, that high up. This is the new UBS arena in Long Island, New York. And it, literally, we're so fucking high up. Though, to be fair, unlike a wrestling show where like there's a little tiny ring, this was like a whole little show. There it was, was a whole lot, fucking stage. There was a lot going on. Yeah. You know, so I don't think it was terrible. But so one experiences. What you what you think about the new UBS arena? The arena. His review. His review of the UBS arena. I don't fucking know. The arena is gorgeous. I will give it that. It's it seems like a very adequate arena for what it is supposed to host, which is like hockey or some shit, right? Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to host uh, Long Islanders, Long Island's Islanders of Long Island hockey. Oh. And also concerts. Yeah. And, and it's kind of nice. I'm guessing maybe like. What's the sporting events? Like some, wrestling and yeah. shit. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it was nice. Like, I had a great barbecue sandwich. Honestly, that sandwich looked kind of good. And you fucking bodied the fuck out of it. Look, dude, this was the same day I had just flown home from North Carolina. Which, by the way, I, well, I guess we, we need to back up and tell the whole story because we had gotten the tickets like like two or three months out and literally the weekend of you're like oh shit me and my girlfriend we're going home to see her family i was like boom <laughs> gonna come back going the day to... of the show yeah <laughs> and i was like oh listen it, it was it, it was a bold move Cotton. it definitely was i was i didn't know what the fuck was happening but i knew i could rally um, you did though. I did. I wow. got back. You didn't get real tired too after we left. Yeah, you were. Yeah, fucking... I didn't start like. But when I was crashing, I was. Crashing. Yeah, you were crashing. You were dead. I was like, ah, oh, I can't even synopsis anymore. <laughs> Fuck, man. You know. So then, of course, we go, and I, I think I think the arena is really nice. They have like the inside of the arena before you get into the actual arena part. New, nice. They have uh these these uh these accessibility rooms. And kits that I'm like super big on. I really like them a lot. Give them your ID. They give you like earmuffs and like things for your eyes. Oh, I saw. Or yeah, the you can go, or you stuff. can go into the room, which I didn't go into. He went to show me. I, I didn't want because I know what's in the room. There's like it's like darker, and I think there actually might like be like bean bags in there, and the, there's like screens that are really dim that are showing the event with speakers that are <laughs> softly doing the sound from the event. You know, so it's not overwhelming. I see. And there's like fidget. I think there's like fidget things and shit on the walls or stuff. Or like, you know, there's like things in there for like tactile. Mm-hmm. You know, the food is fucking expensive. The booze is expensive. The actual arena space is surprisingly low tech. But the, the show. Hey, they had a Jumbotron. They had a singular yeah. Jumbotron. But the show. All right. What'd you think of the show? I thought Baby Keem was great. First of all, Baby Keen, the entire audience is popping, you know, four songs, they be charting, very fun, but like, it's nothing. 
Kendrick's show, on the other hand, was like a show. It's like a little art piece. It was it was very much an art piece. There was theme, continuity, uh which the continuity like of the songs a is consciousness a cr- a, I think there was more of a message in the continuity of the show that he had than in the actual album. It's very interesting because I mean obviously we're projecting into the artist, right? But I definitely I love think projecting. you're supposed to, you, you know, Kendrick has kind of made it so that his albums tell stories. Right. And they're re- representing different parts of him and where he's from in his life, right? Which means that they have context with each other, mm-hmm. right? So even though he's no longer in Good Kid Mad City, right, those songs are kind of opposing or they're moving in parallel with songs from now because, you know, and that's what he just did in the show. He took the songs from then and kind of like just connected them to now. I think or that vice versa. An, an amazing thing of contextualizing the album that he made now. Or like in the album, and if you're just listening to Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, you're like, okay, this is the new thing. This is the new body of work, the new story he's telling. But if you saw the show and the way he linked um, previous art or uh, previous uh, songs and all that to the the new album, it gave a context for like this is all 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 of hip hop is self referential mm-hmm. in its own thing. So it would only make sense that he would be self referential in his own work. And- but it's also very different, also because like. Unless it's like a Kanye or some of like the bigger pop artists or like the like the physical forces like Travis Scott, who like this is like energy on the stage running around performing very well. Seeing hip hop shows is generally like you get some hits, some new songs, a person walking back and forth, maybe some friends, you know, maybe like a yeah, a feature or two, you know, maybe maybe uh, some maybe some fireworks, but not really like a theme. And that's where, like, Kendrick kind of always tries to say, I, I'm not trying, I mean, maybe he tries, but he sets himself apart. And he, like, he tells stories, right? And, like, people always can, like, always compare Cole and Kendrick. Like, they make very different music. But one of the ways that they're similar is that they made albums about them, their stories. Right. Personalized But Kendrick's albums all have, like, kind of a very clear narrative. Even in Damn, which I think people didn't really like love the narrative, but the narrative was clear. Like, you know, and it was so clear that he will, the deluxe version was backwards because it was designed with the story to be able to be told in the inverse and backwards, you know, so you might not, you palindrome of an album. You might not have loved, people might not have loved the album, but like, you know, and that's something that he does, I think a lot. And I think he makes it like very clear, you know, and like the themes of family and having his cousin open for him, which uh, Baby Keem does not open in every city for him. Is it just the New York thing? Um, he did in New York. He did some other apparently very interesting like openers in other places, but obviously I wasn't there, so I don't fucking know. You know, but I I just think that like I don't know. It's an interesting fucking show. The best show I've ever seen. No, but not not because I. You know, I think it's tough to be a good hip hop show. 
It is. And he, I think he did a good job. But the problem is, is that, like, when you're doing stuff like he's doing, then unfortunately, like, because he's still, he's still, he's doing his, he's doing rap. He's a hip hop artist. He's a rap artist. But he's still, do, but I don't know, doing stuff like that, you got to move that shit more pop. You know what I mean? You got to tighten your choreography. You got to tighten, you got to make everything bigger. You know what I mean? The yeah, stage, like, the even, stage is bigger. The explosions are bigger. The screens are bigger. You saw like the choreography he did have. He probably had like around like eight or ten other dancers mm-hmm. on the stage with him at any one point. But like the the choreography itself, it wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. It, it was, was good. Fine. It was like it was yeah. tight. Yeah, but people it dancing. But like you know, it. Felt a little... Uh, it was very professional, though. It was very professional. Obviously not talking smack about the people who were doing this no. amazing work. Very professional. It was more... It was just... It was more runaway, like Kanye, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. than it was, um, I guess, like a YG or the game. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's very... Yeah. That's kind of the other end of the spectrum for Kendrick's contemporaries is just like, okay, what's his... What's his ranking on the scale of the entirety of hip hop and performance and et cetera versus all right, what's what else is LA putting out right now on a on a global I'm honest, stage? Except for like some of the right I honestly Travis Scott and his whole thing with the energy, I think is like very big. But I think that one of the issues is that hip hop just doesn't really have great shows. Um that can sound crazy. People want to think that I'm like bugging out, but I've I've been to lots of underground shit, okay, and I've been to lots of big shows, and some they're not really as good as like some of the mediocre rock shows that I've seen that I thought were okay that I didn't love. Do you, you know? think it's harder, or do you think it's because it's harder to dance to hip hop by yourself, or like maybe not by yourself, but like singularly in a group? I think it's about how you're measured the experience because listening to very rhythmic music again hip-hop is obviously rhythmic but the way that guitars break through the noise in a room and they work with vocals with like the drums like makes you want to open a mosh pit i think that one of the things about hip-hop that's great but i think is and what is antithetical to like the way we do shows is I feel like a lot of times, even for the most raucous hip hop, the best way to enjoy that shit is kind of like actually sitting down, fucking just like vibing. It's like jazz. It's spoken word. It's powerful, and a lot's happening. You got to be conscious for it for a bit. You know, you're like fucking enjoying it, but like you're not like I don't know if you're if you're going to a show of somebody you really like, you have to really like hip hop is very lyric focused. Some Taylor Swift fans be like, well, I don't. Phoebe Bridgers fan was like, well, I, I love their, I love the, the lyrics. Listen, I know you say that, but like, one, sometimes the lyrics aren't that good. Or, <laughs> sorry, damn, just Phoebe like, Bridgers, point fuck, just, fuck that hey, shit. Now, you kid. know, sometimes it just fucking sucks. But that's the thing for hip hop artists. Or the problem is a different thing with when it comes to pop artists and stuff. It's more about the personality than the lyrics. You know, yeah. So you can spit fucking. You know, you could the you know the day will be brightest after the darkest night, or whatever, and throw that shit into your song. And if you're like a dope person who has a really good voice, who's like really personable and shit, like you'll be a fucking pop star. You know, and I think that doing hip hop is different because also maybe 
am I judging hip hop differently because people who are, who are black? Oh my God, I just think I've internalized this because I've been to a lot of shows that have that have been fucking terrible that are rock, and I'm just like, I just realized. They're very different. They're different, and the audiences are different. And I think that's affected me. The intention is different. Of a wait, what do you mean? Like the actual audience? I think the actual like audience the- is different. The energy is different. Well, oh. I mean, not at the Kendrick show because yeah, like that-, <laughs> that shit was white. That shit was woof. That wow, there's a lot of white people there. This was crazy. I didn't. <laughs> it's fucking. It's Long Island, but damn, there is. <laughs> Awful lot of white people. Did you hear about the new Gorillaz uh, song? No. What's uh, was it? Cracker Island. There uh, you fucking go. <laughs> Is that after that's, plastic? Beach? That's the that's the real that's name the, of a song. That's the actual. Oh man. <laughs> As I'm just saying, you know, that's where we fucking were. It was fucking weird. What race do you think Murdoch is? First of all, Murdoch. I don't know if you know the history, the story of Murdoch. But as I've learned from TikTok, something about him making a deal with the devil to make him like a star. And so he went around and he just like kidnapped the other people into the gorillas. That sounds about right. That sounds like some. Is it with the drummer who thought was like kind of cool? So he just like. Russell. Yeah, Russell. He was just like, oh, whatever. It's cool. And he's just like they oh, have okay. lore. Yeah, no, I I got into the lore for like a summer. Oh, no, we're definitely vibing right now. I we listen. Okay, I feel I'm like talking about the gorillas. <laughs> talking about the fucking gorillas. No, I feel like the Kendrick show was good, and I think that I really just came to an actual realization internally that I think sometimes I hold hip hop artists up to a higher standard because in a rock show, yes, they're playing instruments, but like the fucking singer, I've been to a lot of shows. But, like, the people who play instruments are standing there playing instruments. They're not really doing anything. And then the singer's just standing there. Like, it's just that, like, you can kind of, like, fuck around with, like, effect pedals and the noise of guitars and shit to kind of obfuscate yeah. the things. When, like, when it's Or, hip-hop. like, there's background, like, visuals and stuff going on. And what the fuck are we, like... But, like, Kendrick had a plenty He plenty literally of... had, like, drummers and shit. He had, like, live instrumentation. yeah. So, like, I literally think I'm holding him to a higher standard than, like, I should. I think the show is better. I think maybe I didn't enjoy the show as much as I, like, maybe if I was on the fucking floor, maybe. I'm not trying to be, like, maybe if I was, like, oh, on the floor. Oh, okay. If only, <laughs> if only your friend who had to buy the tickets because his broke ass couldn't get us floor seats. I'm, not this, I'm, not, I'm just saying. I don't think we would have had as much fun in No, no, we had a different kind of pit. fun. We had a lot of fun. Maybe a little bit lower. Like, but like maybe a little bit like. But the thing is, is that like, I think that like, maybe I'm just holding him just to like way too higher standard. Like, I think I am because that was a great fucking show. Shit was moving. There was like things. Things He were, had a box fly you know, down on him. It's like, you know, Helen Mirren had specific words just for like. The, yeah. Fuck you know, it. It's it time was... for a COVID test. And then they gave him like a COVID test. And then they like, they like isolated him. For like three songs, it was it was interesting. It it was very artistic. You know? And so we like thinking about it. I'm like, fuck. You know, maybe I just didn't like it as much as I would have. Maybe made my mood. Maybe you felt a little too objective about it. Because maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I just didn't like the show as much as I would have. Whatever. Fuck. Maybe I just didn't. Maybe you're just not a real Kendrick Lamar fan. Maybe I'm not. Maybe you're not just it. the fucking poser. Maybe I'm a fucking poser, man. <laughs> 
I don't know. This is like Do you ever crazy. get that feeling after you see like a live show and you're like, that oh, was fun, I but something? I don't know if it was as fun as I thought it would be. And then you're like, am I just a fake ass fan? Here we fucking go. So when I used to go to all those underground concerts, you're literally going to these concerts every month and you're seeing different artists, but a lot of the same bands. But I have a real hard time retaining lyrics. Okay. So bands that I know and love, like A Moment's Worth and Daily's Gone Wrong, who I've seen hundreds of times, I love them. When fucking, when, when fucking Alex Bondarev is fucking like up there on the fucking stage and he's doing that song where they go, fuck him up, I just know how the, the beat goes, okay? <laughs> I don't fucking know what the lyrics are, okay? I've been listening to that song for like the last 15, 18 years in person on stage and I just don't know what the lyrics are. So I always feel, uh, every time I'm just like at a show, I'm at like my like 30th fucking like Say Anything show and I, I don't... Even though I know all the words to all the songs, sometimes I just like miss some words, and I'm like, like, how have I known them this long? I was like, I just don't. Get... You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck me. I literally just can't. Okay, I just don't understand. I always feel like a fucking poser. That's kind of how I felt when I was taken to that Wu Tang concert, where it was like, it was Ghostface, it was the Jizza, and it was Ray Kwan. And aka the B team. I'm sorry. Uh, even though even the Ghostface is like definitely like Ghostface here, but unfortunately as a trio. Well, no, I'd say Ghostface is A tier. I mean, and, in my heart though. But like S tier is like Method Man, RZA, yeah, 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 and Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah. Well, yeah. Old Dirty Bastard is like I guess beyond S tier. <laughs> like. <laughs> Um, Delta tier, oh, oh, and then like uh, Capadonna and stuff. Like you have Capadonna, Ghostface. Oh my god, don't forget the uh, the other motherfuckers. I forgot about them. <laughs> you got you, God, uh, Inspect a Deck. Um, who else? Uh, the, uh... You're beyond me, man. Who am I? Who am I missing? You're beyond me. <laughs> anyway, it was a really good show, and like. I I enjoyed listening to it, but sometimes they they kind of did the thing where they'll like play just their piece. Mm-hmm. Like Ghostface came out and he kept on, or not kept on, but like his whole like set was just like fifteen or so different songs, but it was just his verse, which is cool. Um, which is like when you have a discography that's that fucking deep, people be like, oh man, I love. Uh, whoever, but like Ghostface verse on his song is way better than any of the other fucking mm-hmm, mm-hmm. artwork of it. And they all have like solo albums too. So like they just do a verse. Honestly, when you go see people like Wu-Tang, you gotta be super fan. You wanna talk about lore. <laughs> That's yeah. ah, Flashback to our first uh, original episode. Oh, Wu-Tang and white people. The reason why like white people love Wu-Tang is because there's lore. It's the Lord of the Rings of hip-hop. It really is. It's a fucking Marvel comic book. Like, literally, the whole Iron Man, uh, Ghostface, Tony Stark's persona. Understanding the power of the 36 fists. I'll let, I'll let you try my Wu-Tang style. <laughs> um, I love it. 
What were we talking about? Oh, <laughs> seeing live shows. Yeah. Well, what? What's your favorite live show so, that so you've ever seen of all time? Because I got two of my personal favorites, but I want to hear it's yours It's hard because I've been to so many. Oh. So many shows. He gets around. I've been around. But, like, I remember I like to judge my uh, my shows by, like, the feeling that I got. You yeah. know what I mean? And I remember being at Warp Tour and coming across this band that I'd heard that I thought was so stupid and weird called Broken Side. Which is like a crunkcore band, and I only caught like the last five songs of their set, but like everyone had a fucking smile. It was a smaller stage. The pit was open. People were dancing and smiling and spinning. The fucking music sounded like the recordings, <laughs> and I just like had such a viscerally good time. You know, like I've been, I've seen all kinds of fucking bands, but like at some of these shows, when you're in the pit. Like you're or you're standing there and it's you're like just trying to survive. Like you're seeing Avengers Sevenfold, but like it's like you and eight thousand other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something about <laughs> small rooms. It's kind of hard to have your moment when like almost ten thousand other people are also having <laughs> yeah, like pushing their on moment. you and stuff. It's like very hard to like enjoy sometimes. But like I also saw Seether and it's and I'm and I I was I think I've mentioned this before. I have this whole crazy when I lived in uh, Georgia. And I went to my ex's house and we burned some CDs. And the only CDs we, we were able to burn were like the Three Days Grace album, which had four singles on it that were bangers. Um, the, uh, I think it was Mesmerize from System of a Down. Oh, that's a banger. And CD. the Seether album, the disclaimer too. So I had that album and I, and I listened to all those albums so much because I had nothing else. And so when I got to see them and it sounded just like the recordings and it was like a fun crowd, though, this like older white dude and his like wife and her friend, the wife and friend were like flirting with me a little bit. You know, he was like this big burly white dude. He like came, he like smacked my back. He was like, "Hey man, what's going on?" Oh, he, he was wants like really you hyped to swing. He was like really hyped. He was like, "Yeah!" He's like, "He's like, you Either. know, this is the remedy or whatever the fuck the fucking." I forgot the words. This is the remedy. Remedy. That's the dude. No. I don't know. I was just guessing. <laughs> oh, uh, last night I saw her gasoline. Told her take her pants off. Uh, that would be her beauty queen that paints her face on. I want to get some of her love. I want to taste her monthly blood. What? I want to get some this gasoline. It's like old. It's like old divorced dad music. It's fucking crazy. Wild. It's so good. And then, but I said no. Those, but then, like, <laughs> obviously, like bands like Daily's Gone Wrong, which are like small local bands and small rooms, like or that one band whose name I don't know from a show in somebody's garage. That was like the best show I'd ever fucking been to. It was like fucking amazing. It was just a high pass garage. Yeah. What was the vibe of it? It was, was a hard. It was like a it was like a hardcore like you know hard metal show you know like but like it was like random. It was far as fuck. Everybody I knew was there, and we fucking just tore that shit up. And if I remember correctly, oh my fucking god! I remember why the fucking show stopped. Why did it because stop? the fucking main band got on stage and the fucking guy was playing the fucking guitar and he fucking was like it was like small and it was only like. Maybe 30, 40 people 
and the space. So it was kind of actually like a little empty looking. And the fucking guy gets off the stage and he just fucking face plants on the no, he's on the edge of the stage. He face plants onto the ground. Oh shit! And the fucking band's still playing, and I'm still moshing, and we mosh around his body for like five the, seconds, and then we stop around the fucking guitar player. It was the, it was the, it was the vocalist. Oh like, shit! You know what? Because he was like going, he was like fucking, you know, be like being crazy and shit, you know. He like face planted, and I've seen some shit at concerts. So like for like the first two, we're still swinging our fucking arms, and the band is still playing, and they're still fucking playing. I'm swinging my arms, and then we all stop at the same time. And I was like, "Oh shit!" Oh, he might. And be dead. he was just so fucking drunk. Uh... <laughs> and that's how the show ended. It ended in the second song of the band of the headliner. <laughs> that was so good. I remember fucking that first song. That's I remember. I remember that shit filling me. With fucking like, I was like, "Fuck yes, this is like, this rage. is my band." And literally, I was in that shit. I was swinging my fist. He came down. Like, I think I even like almost grazed him with my fist a little bit. I threw my, but I wasn't trying to hit him. I'm a good, safe pitter. I'm not a, I'm not a crowd smasher. I swing my arm back and like brushes his like hair, you know. And he's like, "Oh," and he gets on the stage. He just fucking face plants. Oh my lord, shit. Oh, fuck all the big shows. The big shows don't have moments like that. Nah. You know, big shows don't have moments where you're friends. If you have an assigned seat, then is it... But even GA shows that, like... I mean, like, Gramercy and stuff, I've definitely had some, like, fun. But, like, if your friends aren't carrying you from the concert because you can barely walk because you're probably concussed from the pitch... Oh, no. Then are you even having a good time? Damn. We have a different way of spectating <laughs> music. How do you spectate music, Chandler? Well, my favorite show, I think of all time that I ever went to, was uh, George Clinton in the Parliament Funkadelic <laughs> at the House of Blues in Las Vegas. How wild was that, man? Dude, it was such a vibe. I went with my mom. <laughs> oh, I love that. But like it was I love your nah. Your mother was probably having a good time. Exactly. I love your mother. Yeah, I'm like if anyone will appreciate this as much as me, it's the person who had all the funk CDs. Where I was like, well, I I want the funk, and I feel like your mother's always raised, give me the funk. Your mother's always like very supportive, of like your fun. Yeah, you know, she's like a, so even if we were having too much fun, she would just be a bystander. Well, I made sure not to have too much fun. Uh, oh, that's bef- you don't have the relationship you have now. Yeah. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But uh, no, it was just such a great show. It was it was jammy, but also like you'd you'd find out you knew songs you didn't know you knew, because people are still sampling George Clinton. George Clinton. George. People uh, like who? Yeah. People like who? People. People like Kendrick Lamar. People like Kendrick Lamar. And. To pimp a butterfly. Did, what was this all coming back around? What? What? That's crazy. What? No, honestly, um, fuck. <laughs> uh, all right. Why George Clinton? I like funk, and I I knew it was a big name. And when I was when I was uh, public relationsy involved with House of Blues, that was the first one that I saw that I was like, oh man. I know this. I know this person. I know this artist. I want to go see this artist. What? what am, I just did. They play. Uh, what's the name of the fucking song? Uh, Knee deep. The the like slow kind of guitar one. It's a. Uh, it's called not just. 
parentheses parent, parent, knee deep. You ever see Good Burger? Yeah. You remember when they were locked up when they were locked up in the psychiatric institution with George Clinton? Yeah. And then they play that song. That's that call that song is called Knee Deep. I Oh, I do know what you're talking about. I yeah. love that song, okay? And I just think that song is awesome. And it's in Good Burger. So and there you go. <laughs> Even though the creator of Good Burger is probably a pedophile. Probably. Also the creator of iCarly. Oh, is it all? Really? He yeah. did those too? Oh, that's why Sam and Cat got canceled. But it's because because of, of the allegations. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, wait. So he's, he's been around since like all that. Dan Schneider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it Dan Schneider? Yeah. Yeah. Is Dan Schneider the reason Kenan will inherit SNL? Maybe, actually. Fuck, man. He All right. We're vibing. Fuck. Kenan. Right. He is getting, he's getting his walk of... Even though I know you pay for it, the cartel still got to come to you and be like, hey, you want to start in the walk of fame? And they came to Kenan. He's getting to start in the walk of fame. That's... <sighs> And he's actually looks like he's actually probably gonna inherit uh, SNL. Yeah, I mean, like, look, Lauren Michaels ain't gonna be alive forever. This isn't a threat on anyone or anything. This is just like <laughs> stating the it's obvious. It's not a threat. It's not like, is, you're not gonna go down. This is not a threat. Just want to be very clearly clear. This is not a threat. Just the acknowledgement that mortality happens to everyone. I'm not saying that we're going to go to wherever Google says that the Sunday Live studio address is when I find it on the page. I When I find it, I'm not saying that I'm going to go there. Uh, oh, studio 8H. That's where it is. That's Studio 8H. Yeah. I'm not saying we're going to go there and murder Lord Michaels. You're not saying that. I'm not. What are you not saying? That I'm, we're going to kill Lord Michaels? Oh, so that Keenan Thompson you fell can for the take up. You fell for the soundbite. How are you going to hold up and interrogate? You can't just be throwing around these bold sentences without being ready God damn to have it. to face a fucking... Isn't it crazy that Keenan Thompson is literally probably going to inherit SNL? And he's been like on the show longer than anyone has in history while also doing other things in Hollywood, producing his own like show, I believe it was. But also the fact that he has been involved in sketch comedy since the age of, what, 10, 12? Damn. He's never going to write a tell-all book. No. People like that who should, because I bet you that shit is juicy. I am so curious as to what Like, Kanan, you know that shit's juicy. What if Kanan and Kendrick did a, a crossover? Fuck. Okay. What does that look like? Okay. Whoa. My mind blown because Kendrick, me kendrick's whole thing is like this is what uh, i'm do from us i'm sorry oh. <laughs> i'm sorry i just couldn't because because <laughs> keenan would be in the in the tub with the rubber duck with the, uh, teaching french <laughs> um, they do oh, yeah. he would be <laughs> i know that i know the bit that you're doing yeah, yeah. now yeah. do you remember crazy taxi in uh, the video game, no, all that's like sketch, or, or they were like insane taxi. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
and it was just make it like you had to be from New York to know the reference. Otherwise, you're just a kid at home being like, what the fuck's a taxi? <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck, man. That's actually pretty fucking funny. Um, I'm trying to figure out what the fuck the name of this amazing person is. Who huh, the name of George Clinton characters and good character in Good Burger is George Clinton. Brilliant. I mean, dancing crazy. Oh, oh Connie Muldoon. Fucking genius. Who's Connie Muldoon? Welcome to Good Burger, home to Good Burger. Can I get your order? I'd like 15 packs of ketchup. That's she. That's her. The, uh, fucking oh. hilarious. She was always so fucking funny. Wait, she was in all that too, right? Yeah, yeah. She was the the kind of like round faced, like kind of like oh, Laura Laura Beth Laura Beth Denberg. What? That's what? her name. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's the kind of chubby white girl. Oh, and yeah. No, yeah. she was the she fucking carried that. She was the Kate McKinnon of that. Yeah, show. she was so fucking funny. I feel like Keenan and Nicole were definitely the stars. Yeah. But I feel like she definitely was like holding. She held shit down. There was also the dude who eventually did the voice of Sokka. Oh, fuck yes. I'm totally drawn to And he's absolutely, he's funny. He was, he was like a little. He's not like cons. He's like like a little Jimmy Carey. When he goes to like cons and stuff, he's like funny. He like, he'll do videos for people. And he'll be like, Sokka thinks you're a bitch. Like he's, (laughs) he's like a, he's like a very funny very funny person. Oh. Obviously, that's not a thing that I know happened exactly for sure. I'm fucking paraphrasing an experience that was not mine. Please don't cancel me. That, I mean, that would be a funny... Because being canceled is what happens. That's all that happens today. We have to be cancelable to be canceled. I, well, um... do you know what I think? <clears throat> what? I'm not going to say it. Oh, is it because it's a cancelable offense? Yes, because I wanted to bleep myself, but I'm oh, too lazy. Yeah, I figured. I was gonna, I was gonna sling slurs, not oh, really. And I was gonna, bl- I was gonna bleep them. You know, that's how David killed Goliath, was <laughs> with his sling of slurs. <laughs> what slurs did he sling? He said, "Hey, how's the weather up there, tall guy?" Oh, and Goliath was like, "Hey, man, that's not cool." <laughs> David uh, was like, "Hey, did you see that Netflix movie, the Tall Girl? <laughs> That's you. Hey, you're awkward in high school. Hey, Goliath, you ever see? Don't look up. Bet you haven't, because you always have to look down. You fucking, you disproportionate person. He's <laughs> like, hey, hey, hey. First of all." We don't make fun of people for things they cannot change. Okay? He's a giant. We accept that. The fact he smells like shit on the other hand, well, <laughs> don't know about that. Hey, Goliath. <laughs> you probably got a big old penis, too, you fucking incel. <laughs> hey, Goliath. King David <laughs> fucked your mother. Oh, because he actually did the whole, like, uh, coveting. Um, there was a thing about that. Was it Bathsheba? Yes. Yeah. I've read a Torah once. Did you read a Torah once? No. <laughs> Rami's, Rami's coming back. I saw it. It's got a season three. Fuck yeah. Do you think 
Do you know who I heard is featuring on the fourth season of Rami? Who's that? Kendrick Lamar. Really? Yeah, fourth season. He's going to be there. You fucking with me? Yeah. but Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, because the only thing I ever seen him acting was Power. He's a crackhead. He's he's moving up now. He's gonna be a uh, fuck. I really should. I should have just believed you, he, dude. Could you imagine if Kendrick wasn't a mom? Oh in, shit! Like season four of Rami. Yo, fuck, man. Yeah. Rami's gonna change. Is it? What's it gonna change to? You're forgetting. I haven't watched. What happened all. last season? I don't fucking know, man. It was a whole Quick, last season tell ago. Me, while I look up the name of all the actors in the show. Quick, tell me everything you know, everything you know about Islam. Um, I know that there's a prophet, and his name is Muhammad, and he talked to God most recently, according to Islam. And because of that, um, he... I guess is more right than everyone else who who talked to God because he got it the most recent. Um, he got okay, it. I was double checking. He something. got fresh off the press. Something made me think that Marsha Ali was dead, and I was like, Marsha Ali is not dead. Wait, what do I know Marsha Ali from? Uh he's a he he's a black guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he He's, was in power. No, uh, he was in like he was in Luke Cage. He was like the brother. He was in um, he was in the you see Boardwalk Empire. No, good because I don't think he was in that. Okay. Um, I fucking, I, it says fuck if you knew whatever. He's great. Okay. He's great in the show. Good for him. And uh, I take back everything I said because I thought he was dead. So I was going to say the show is going to change because he's dead. Um, but he's not dead. But he's not dead. So that was a good three minutes of time. You know, <laughs> um, what is it? Uh, Mo Mo Amer is in that show. He's getting a new show recently. Who's Mo Amer? He's, uh, he plays the friend who like works at a deli. Oh, fuck. That guy's so fucking funny. Yeah, he's hilarious. Because he's like the cousin. Yeah, he's the one who at the end of season, um, I don't know, they went to the Mecca and the VR, whatever that was. No, you don't. In the virtual reality. Yes. Oh, okay. You were, you didn't see that though. Did I haven't watched all of it. Yeah, but this guy's fucking funny. He's so fucking funny. Is he getting like a spinoff or his own show? I think he's getting his own show. I love that. Wow, I love that. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. That's great. Wow, He's, look at people who are funny getting things. I love seeing... People who are funny getting shows, like getting recognition, getting laughs. You love to see it happen. <laughs> so nice. Love to see him win. Man, it's so good. Dude, I'm super thirsty. Are you? I should probably drink some of this scotch to try to quench my thirst. I, is that how one quenches their thirst? I'm going to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What does vibing mean to you? Because... I've di- I've discovered that I like to vibe. I think vibing is a sense of harmonizing with stillness. Or 
Maybe it's a sense of passivity that comes when someone has uh, given in to the entropy of of time. Vibing is <laughs> it's is surfing, man. I went to the beach this past weekend, and I literally vibed for about five straight hours. So do you like become one with the waves? No. Or are you? But you're reading them. Oh, like oh, you, it's like it's like a, it's tumultuous and wild. But you're just there. And you it's, know it's where shifting. to go. It's, it's falling changing. around you. It's uh, it's, it's jazz. It's scatting. It's, it's almost like skibbity bop. It's almost like you can go through life without oh. things happening to you. It's like, it's like, it's like things are hard, but because of who you are, you just happen to see the path. You happen it's, to have the privilege to see the way, the waves. It's more about knowing when to exert energy and when to just not do anything. Is that an approach on life, you think? That's a, that's a good to like, because I'm trying, I notice, I feel kind of bad about it, but I've been intentionally exerting less energy I feel like I give a lot of my energy away, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I'm just trying to save some for myself while I relax. And I feel like that's what it's all about. It's about reserving energy. It's about expending less. Is it about reserving energy or conserving energy? Or oh. or reserving or preserving? Because that's, I think that's more, because if you're reserving it, that means you're using whatever energy and we're going by thermodynamics or whatever now. Like you're gonna use that kinetic energy for for future um, activity, right? Future, I guess, productivity is what capitalism would say how we should spend that energy. But like, is it is it reserving in the sense that you're trying to redirect into something that's more engaging or are you just trying to rebel against um i think it's recovery recovery so i think it's like it's kind of like a video game it's like you're charging up because there's a i think i mentioned before this fucking line for from colored girls which is like a movie by tyler perry based off of a play called for colored girls who considers suicide when the rainbow isn't enough which is a monologue of a singular person and the movie is broken down to individuals and the line is somebody almost walked off with all my stuff that's me in a paper bag under his arm whatever blah 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 blah. because when you do things you give away little bits of you and because of the world we live in when you go to work you give up bits even if you love somebody and care about them interacting with them is you giving a little bit of yourself tiny bits Having a little time for yourself in the place where you can recover, it's less of reserving and it's more and more restoring. Ooh, okay. I think restoring is the, I think vibing is like getting your meter back up to a place where it's appropriate. Because it's hard to do that sometimes. Even when you're surrounded by people you love, it's like sometimes you need to not be around them to feel better about yourself or to feel better about them or maybe... Just to feel better. Just Nothing to, to do with them or you. Yeah. 
Sometimes you just need a little isolation recharge. Sometimes you need to recharge it with other people. Sometimes mm. you need to be away from some friends to be closer to other friends. You know, vibing, I think, is like, yeah, I think it's restorative. I think it can be restorative. Was there a downside? I think it's it's kind of like how we talked about last week with escapism. So at what point is vibing and like trying to feel like you've reached a level of passivity? Are you escaping or are you meditating? I guess like passivity is one thing, but are you thoughtful or are you just vibing? Oh shit. That's the last thing we talked about earlier with like uh, fucking like Andrew Yang centrism where it's like, Listen, Andrew Yang's trying to give me $1,000 a month. I like Andrew Yang. But when it comes to, like, any ideas or anything, he's like, ah, he's like, you know, we're just here in the middle, man. We're just trying to make it happen. And the re- reality is, is that, like, it's like the whole not being racist versus being anti-racist. Because you can't not be racist unless you're actively anti-racist because we live in a society that perpetuates racism. Right. Right. And so, like, if you're not against people taking away the rights of women, then you're for women. And, like, if you're not, if you're not against it's it, it's like inaction itself is an action. Yes, and you're, I think you're right. Like, sometimes even like chilling and isolating yourself or vibing, doing like even that the rest- restoration. Fuck, man. Even that's hard because like that can cause personal harm to your social. Like, what if you just need time away from some friends? It can damage your relationships. What if, I don't know, what if you get a little too comfortable being alone or or being Ooh. away from certain friendships? Shit. Oh, fuck. Wounded. Oh, energy low. Fuck. Then you're just kind of like, oh, man, I, I'm going to need some time. I'm going to need maybe a month or so or like... Then you start to re integrate into a friendship. Yeah. Because even even if you're real close, if you don't spend, like, if you spend a little more time apart than normal, then you're kind of fucked up when you reconnect. Because then it's like, listen, I mean, everything's the same, but like, I need a little time to. Can we have one hour today? You know, two hours tomorrow? Like, you gotta kind (laughs) of dose it out. Fuck. I never thought about that before. But I think like vibing, vibing, there's a harmoniousness, but because harmony requires a certain level of passivity, at least if you're not the one who's setting the tone, right? I think being passive automatically puts you at disadvantage of existing. You know, you unfortunately, in order to eat, you got to be everything you do, you got to be active. Yes. Yes, but mindful passivity, I think if you take opportunities to practice mindful passivity, it's uh, healthier. It's, uh, that's kind of what meditation's all about, right? We were, look, <laughs> what did you say last week? Like the antithesis to astrology girls is Buddha boys? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm getting at right now is like it's okay to be zen sometimes, but yeah, man. if like... you're too zen all the time... 
you lose your job because like you can't time is a construct man so like why show up to work on time it's like time is a construct but it's still built around you and you kind of have to operate within this construct otherwise you're not going to phase through constructs just because you're like well it's societally made it's like nah that shit still exists even though it doesn't like tangibly exist or even if it doesn't have doesn't have a a natural basis it's like plastic straws are still in the ocean right it's so funny because i was actually thinking of a chant the other day i'm not fucking around what kind of chant like like a mantra uh-huh like a hum and i was thinking about it like all week and i i really was and i was like I thought I'd pull you into the spirituality with me, okay? Because this is crazy. I just discovered this. Uh-huh. Right. So it's crazy. I, I swear, I changed my whole life. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Oh, fuck, man. Every time. Wait, can I try that mantra? Oh, please. Like and subscribe to the podcast. Oh, yes. Don't you feel more at peace? Oh, yes. Yeah. Don't no. you feel, like, relaxed? It does feel very um, comforting. God, it almost feels like you're part of a community. It feels like you're something, you're part of something that's bigger than yourself. Oh, man, but like not, you're... like, intimidatingly bigger, but, like, just give me a big old hug. It's like, bigger. it's like, because you're part of something. You know what it is? You're not part of something bigger than you. You're part of something that you know is a lot of little parts that's creating something bigger. Yeah, like a man of a thousand ants. <laughs> a community. Oh, that too. Of ants. <laughs> Together, if you listen to this podcast and you like, comment, and subscribe, you too can be one of an of a, of a, of, a, of an of a of a colony of ants. A thousand ants. Pretending to be a man. Just to try to make it in this lonely world. I had this whole conversation with my boss. I was very upset because my boss has been acting real crazy and I was sticking up for them. And I was like, it's okay. Like, they're doing their best. My coworkers were so confused. They were like, I, what? This woman is crazy. And I said, first of all, you shouldn't call her crazy. And two, if she was a woman, she'd be doing a bad job. But as a colony of 15,000 fire ants, <laughs> she's doing great. She is <laughs> over succeeding. She's doing a good fucking job. Give her a break. <laughs> she is trying her best. Ah, there we go. I told a joke with, a, with like a little punchline. There you go. I appreciate it. It got a giggle out of me. There we go. Um, wow, that was awesome. We gotta, you got to drink some water. I got to drink some water. I got to drink a little bit more orange wine. And then we're going to, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to probably take a nap. Yeah, but then, I don't know. I'm going to go vibe for a little bit. I love that. I'm here for that. Like, comment, and subscribe. Like on YouTube.com for test was that in good taste. I'm not going to do that for everything else. Okay. I always go with seconds. I'm gonna go first this time. You can always follow me at what funny friend. That's W H A T Funny what? Friend. Funny at friend. Twitter or whatever at what funny friend. Or of course, as always, you can reach out to both of us via Gmail, which is 
was that in good taste at gmail.com? I said it wrong. You can always reach out to us at was it in good taste at gmail.com or facebook.com forward slash was that in good taste. And Chandler, this man out there doing lots of stand up. Damn, I can't make fun of you for not being a comedian I've been anymore. Doing a lot lately. Now I can just say you're not funny. I'm kidding. This guy's right. I mean, funny. I got like anyone can make one good joke about bread. That's true. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll be frequenting backyard baseball at uh, it's a shifting bar. Fuck, what's it? What's the name of this one? Canna Canape? <laughs> no, Canape Canape and Williamsburg. It's where this mic is going to be happening, and I will be there telling jokes. Um, I'm also putting together. Or I'm revamping the website. Oh, oh, it's so great right now. It's, what is it, it right now? What is it? Oh, it's still Bumble Bear Comedy. BumbleBearComedy.com. Please. I'm going to be honest. I'm not fucking around. The first two people to fucking go to BumbleBearComedy.com and take a fucking, like, a selfie with you in oh, front no, of it, I'll give you 10 bucks. It's still, like, Out of my own fucking there's pocket. There's parts of it that are, like... Was that in good taste at gmail.com? Yeah. There's parts that are still, like... This is your bio. Yeah, I love it. This I is love where it. you would write it's a so bio. good, and it gets and it keeps changing. And it's been in in like their points. It's like oh, it's a real work in progress. I, I was gonna I was gonna write you and be like, oh, this is looking good, but then it was different. And I was like, oh, that was a template. And I was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, that's it. Fuck, we did it. We we made it. We made it. We made it. Organic. Oh wait, 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 wait. Fuck, we fucking made it. We we keep we did a thing. All before this, so now we just get to like listen to the fucking. Because that was was that in good taste? Your podcast, your pod pod podcast for wow. listening to. What are we talking? Breaking about? the fourth wall. Yeah. Oh, I cannot look at myself. Yeah. Right now. You ever look at yourself? Never. <laughs> you ever just? You ever look? You ever just? <laughs> you ever look? At you yourself? ever just catch a glimpse of that ugly bastard in the mirror, and you're like, oh this guy again wow i'm i'm fucking i'm vibed out uh, oh drinking is not required is recommended oh yeah good good point mm-hmm.